hey, in this episode, we're going to talk about Job. You may have heard about Job and heard about the amazing story that happened to him. And there's so many things that we can learn from the book of Job. And so we're going to begin our journey and probably do multiple episodes. So stay tuned. to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Well, hello, everybody. This is Greg and Sharon, and we're going to be talking about Job today a little bit. I mean, it's such a controversial topic. But you I, know what? It's so timely these days. It really, it really <laughs> we're is. We're in the middle of 2020. It is. Yeah, the, the middle of 2020. It is a very Job-like year. <laughs> Murder seems, hornets. Yes. What is it? High wallabies now know, are making crop circles. I think I just saw. I just saw this week that California is on fire again. Oh, I know. Bless you know, heart. So many things, right? So it it can be one of those things where when we think about the the concept of Job and everything that he went to, uh, through, went through the the it can be kind of confusing over. Does this happen to us now? Yeah. Are that's we? True. I mean, are is some of this stuff God coming down? I mean, you see some people uh, maybe in their ignorance say that this is all you know. God's righteous judgment on on the on on our country or on our world uh, for for sin, and uh, you know is that true? Well, I think we need to go back to and and lay down a little bit of groundwork about around Job and what was going on um, in his time. Um, I, I don't I know Job isn't found until like it's like in the middle, fairly in the middle of the Bible. Um, it's in the Old Testament. But, yeah, in the middle of the Old Testament. Yeah, in the yeah. middle of the Old Testament. But it's actually one of the very first works of the Old Testament that was written. Mm-hmm. So there has been um, scholarly debate on when it actually occurred, how long the trials lasted and whatnot. But it's generally fairly acknowledged that Job was perhaps maybe even a contemporary of Abraham. But either way, as we read through Job, we see that there is no... Um, the relationship that God has with Job wasn't based on the old covenant that Abraham had established with with God, or that God had established with Abraham. So there was not um, a formal agreement between God and mankind at this point that this happened. So let's back up a little bit. So who was Job? I mean, he he, he was just a, a man, mm-hmm. and and granted, in the beginning of the scripture, uh, it talks about how. Uh, God was kind of bragging on Job, you know, look at my servant Job, you know, yeah. and how he does all these things. And and uh, and uh, Satan had gone up to, I guess, heaven or, or someplace like that or close to heaven, uh, you know, and, and was arguing, you know, against that whole idea that Job well, was yeah, all that. Yeah, there's just so much in the book of Job that to, we see that uh, happened. Because after the fall of mankind, um, Satan took over the role on earth that Adam had been given. He stole that role from Adam and Eve. And so um, Satan legally had the right to come before God. I think another name for him was the accuser. Yeah, the accuser of the brethren or, you know, he, he was... So he went in basically mankind's place and went before God and, um, used to, I guess they would discuss things, but evidently, so, uh, so during one of these, these seasons or sessions, um, God said, Hey, look at my, look at my servant Job. And he's, he's following after me in spite of everything that's been going on. And, you know, and he, he seeks to do good and he's righteous and, and 
then Joe, uh, then uh, Satan starts accusing God. Yeah, he says, uh, "I'll bet he gives you up if you know if you apply a little pressure to him." Yeah, yeah. He said, "Well, he, well, you're paying him off, basically." Yeah. So, <laughs> well, why wouldn't he, you know, be good when everything's yeah. going well for him? Yeah. So, you know, then then if things were to go bad, he he he'd turn on you. Right. And the scripture we we use to to talk about all this is um, found in Job uh, chapter one verse twelve. It says, uh, and so God responds to Job after he makes that accusation. And God says, well, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. He's talking to Satan. God, yeah, he's talking to God's Satan. God's talking to Satan him. saying, hey, all, all of that he has is under your authority. So he said, look, all he's got has been given to you because of Adam and Eve. Yeah. You know, so you have authority over him in, a, in that sense. So, but just don't. Just to put your hand on his on his yeah. on his body. So he was, God was kind of giving Satan a green light to mess with Job a little bit. Well, I think he was saying, "Look, you already have authority." Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I don't then think... Satan went off and decided to you know rain. Yeah, his... killed his kids and and killed all his livestock and mm-hmm. pretty much everything. It was just Job and his wife, you know. So I mean, but the the big thing to remember here with the Book of Job is that this is pre. Uh, obviously, pre Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Our relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus, where, where sin was paid for, mm-hmm. it was also before the Ten Commandments and Moses and all that too, right. which is a type and shadow covenant. of Jesus, right? Right. It was before the old covenant. So Job was way out there, right? He was yeah. way he was way in what we call the dark times, right? You know, the, he he <laughs> yeah. there there wasn't there was it was after Adam and Eve got kicked out of of the garden. And it was before there had been any kind of uh, any reestablishment of a relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is one of the the very early books written, and there is uh, I, I've read research that said that Job was probably maybe a contemporary of Abram, Abram before he was Abraham, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the land of Uz, you know, in that in that general area where people had settled. So people were just now starting to worship. God and, and get back and try to get back into a relationship with God. So, you know, Job was doing the best he could at the time, but he did not have the covenant relationship that Abraham walked in or the much better covenant relationship that we walk in. So so you're saying that the, the enemy had unfettered access to Job and the things around Job and because of what was given up in the garden. Yeah, he he had authority. Mm-hmm. He had the authority at that point. And then, uh, so all all the the bad things that happened to Job really were more along the lines of the the enemy giving him so much attention. Sure, sure. So so how does that pertain to us now? You know, I mean, because no, with the whole idea was we were talking about like all these bad things that are going on. You know, why is God not intervening, or why is why why is are are things being allowed to do that? How does that pertain to us now compared to well, Job? Well, let's look um, at Colossians 1.13, because because of the fall, all of humanity was brought into the kingdom of darkness. And so read, read to me Colossians 1.13, because Paul is explaining to the church in Colossae what happened at the cross. Yeah, and, and it's a little background. The, the, church, the church of Colossae was, was a more of an intellectual church, and they dealt with a lot of people who were trying to reason their way uh, through things, and they, in the process, were denying uh, Jesus' kingship, right? So, and, and his, the finality of his sacrifice. So, version, uh, the, the New Living Translation reads, for, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of, of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. So there, that so right there, he's saying 
the authority in the kingdom. When, when, when uh, Paul's talking about a kingdom, he's talking about the authority mm-hmm. over people's lives. I mean, because phys- physically, they were still in Colossae. <laughs> they yeah. weren't actually moved to another place. So, so it's our, our standing with God. Yeah, it's our standing. And who's in authority now? Over our lives, so that means there's there's all kinds of things happening and and outside of this world that that decisions being made outside of this world and outside of what we can see. Yeah, and with Jesus coming and, and transfer or God transferring us through Jesus to the kingdom of, of His dear Son, uh, we now uh, there's a different conversation going on now. In, Absolutely about us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean if if you go back to the book of Job, and I encourage you to study it. It really is so rich with. Um, with symbolism of Jesus, and it's it's mankind's. I mean, most of of Job is mankind's cry out to God for a mediator. I mean, Job numerous times says, "Oh, if there would be someone that would plead my case," because he knew Satan was up there pleading a case against Job, and and Job was like, "There's no one on my team. There's yeah. no one that's an advocate for me." And what he was asking for was Jesus. Yeah. He just didn't know. He, he just didn't, he didn't know. know his name. He didn't know his name. He didn't know mm-hmm. who he was. But God saw, it says in Isaiah, that God saw that there was no one. Mm-hmm. And so his own arm brought salvation. Yeah. So he sent his well, own just, just like we just read. For and, us. Yeah, it says that he yes. transferred us through his the into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So it's it's the Heavenly Father that made this whole thing happen. Oh, absolutely. You know, and as far as our salvation goes. I mean, you know what? And and it's just so amazing. I mean, part of part of this whole story is Job coming to the revelation that there needed to be a mediator. So it's amazing. But um, so what does that mean for us as believers today as far as what can the devil do to us? Well, I think it goes back to the original question that we were saying. So like all the, the weird things that are happening right now, all the things that are causing so much stress and pain and suffering, I mean, there's death and there's... There's uh, sickness, obviously. There's uh, destruction. There's violence. There's there's so many things. So what we're trying to do is establish the idea that this is not God who's pulling the trigger on these yeah. things. Yeah, that's true. We we don't want to necessarily ascribe a motive to God for the the woes of sin in this world. Yeah, He's provided a way out if we'll receive it. Yeah, right for sure. And if we'll walk in it, you know. And so if we look at um, the authors of, of some of this stuff. If we look at the earthly authors, right? We don't because I'm, I'm a let me just wait. I'm not going to deny that that I don't think that the enemy is is actively uh, tw- tweaking things and, and and stoking people to to make wrong decisions. But a lot of the if you look at a lot of who's doing what, it kind of helps you understand what's going on in the spirit of the age. There is a spirit that is running around, a spirit of of, of rebellion, a spirit of of, of of lying, you know, and and of evil, there is one out there. And and granted, God is trying to shine His bright light of what the Holy Spirit wants to to do in the world. And so, but God is for us; He is not against us. Mm-hmm. He is not; He's He does not want us to have to be a part of all this. But that He has not. Obviously, the rapture hasn't happened yet. So uh, we're here to we're here to be salt and light and to and to help people through this. So really, it really helps define our purpose as believers, that during this time, while there's so much trouble, we're supposed to be out there helping and inspiring others and, and trying to be led by Him to, to serve during this time. God is not causing this destruction, but He is going to help us to be salt and light during it to help others and to, and to bring people into His kingdom because of it. Right. And uh, as we saw in, the, in Job... Um, the devil had all kinds of power. 
that, that and authority. He had authority and power to, to, to do these things to Job. But um, when Jesus was on the cross, he took our place, and so he also took the keys mm-hmm. to the authority. Yeah. It says in uh, Colossians 2, 13 through 15, it says, When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, this was bef- before, before, um, before any relationship with God, it says, He, God, made you alive together with him, Jesus, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. So all the laws that we'd broken in our hearts and, in, and, and with our hands and all the sin was against us. And that authority uh, to, uh, to, to wage punishment on that was, was the devil's. And, and so Jesus took all that. And he has taken it out of the of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. here is authority, mm-hmm. right? So if the devil's authority to wreak havoc has been taken away from his ability to affect the believer, mm-hmm. then what is our response supposed to be? Well, when, when we have these challenges coming at us, our response can be to go back to the word, because that's exactly how Jesus answered every time the devil tried to in get the, him. In the desert. Yeah. In the desert. Mm-hmm. Whenever he was tempted, um, the devil tried to, to tell him to turn bread into, uh, turn stone into bread, mm-hmm. tried to get him to bow down to him, tried to get him to jump off, mm-hmm. you know, as a sign of, of, of his power or mm-hmm. whatever. And every single time, Jesus answered with the word of God. So basically, he was appealing to God's authority, which is ultimate, over the devil, because Jesus had no sin, so the devil had no authority on him. So whenever Jesus went to the so cross... So he, he could only convince Jesus to to, to act, give it up. To act. Yes, to give up that authority mm-hmm. to the devil, just like Adam and Eve. Yeah, and that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to give Jesus, because he, he knew that, Je- that he didn't have any power over Jesus. Mm-mm. He didn't have any authority. Yeah. And, and, and he didn't have any power right. either. Because so he has power, but he has no authority over the believer. Yeah. But the, sometimes we as believers don't realize that, yeah, and, we, and we give we, him that authority. We don't authority. act like it, right? But what, but, but what happened in the desert as Jesus was um, being tempted was the devil was appealing to him, but, but he had no authority over Jesus because there was no sin. So Adam, Adam fell, and all of humanity up until Jesus had been under that curse of sin. So that so that the so that Satan had authority in mm-hmm. their lives to bring death and destruction. Yeah, and so now we've been set free and and put in and, and set into the the kingdom of, of the Son yes. of His love, right? And Absolutely. So now the authority that was with Christ now belongs to us. Is on us. Yes, because he took our sins and the expectation that we'll use it. Yes, absolutely. So you get to so you get to to use the um to use that authority inspired by the Holy Spirit to start speaking yes. and to start start proclaiming who you are in Christ and and what the truth is and so and ima- so imagine that if someone came to your house and knocked on your door and said 
you need to get out of your house. I'm taking your house. You'd, 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 you'd say whatever and close your door and walk away. Yeah. It's the same thing. The enemy comes to you and says, I'm going to bring death and destruction and pestilence and, and all these bad things. So your response has to be the same. Your response is no. Your response is no, that's not what's going to happen. Instead, this is what's going to happen. Now, this is where understanding a little more about what Scripture tells us what our rights and promises are. So important. Yeah, and, and there are lots of resources that we can point you to for some of those things, but we really want to try to establish the mindset that just because the world is experiencing tribulation doesn't mean that you have to experience tribulation. There's a great example of that in the Old Testament whenever the uh, Egyptians were under the plagues during the Exodus. And uh, there were all these plagues, but, they, but the plagues would not affect the Jewish nation. In the land of Goshen, everything was great and normal because they were not under that authority from the Egyptians as far as, um, as, far as God was concerned. So what's the first step? If somebody was going to start exercising their authority, what would be a really great exercise they could start with? Well, I mean, I, I mean, you could start by thinking about some situations in your life where you feel like you might be under attack. You know, and go find out what does God say about that. Just like um, we taught you, just like your illustration of someone trying to come to your house and take it over, they may even come with with power, you know, with a gun and say, "Okay, this is my house now," and they may literally kick you out and then set up shop in there. But if it's legally your house, you you can go to the government. You can go to a court and say, they came into my house. They stole my house. It doesn't belong to them. I have the legal deed for that house. I have, you know, here's all my paperwork. And that's what the word of God is for the believer. So when the devil's trying to come in and steal something from you, you go to the court, which is God. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what Job was asking for. He was like, I want someone to come to my defense because because, um, Satan was was up next to the judge as as the prosecuting attorney, and there was no advocating. There was no advocate. Well, and that's what Scripture tells us now, that that's, he sits at the right hand of the Father yes, advocating for us For now. you. Mm-hmm. So he's pleading your case before the Father. And he has the authority to do so because he came down here, lived a sinless life, died on a cross, took all our sins on, on himself, and then was resurrected. Yes, and that was proof that it was acceptable to God. So he's earned all the right to say, yes. nope. Nope, I've already paid for that house. That house belongs to them. Yeah. They, here's here's the here's the here's the payment. Here's what the word says. But you know what? You have to agree because if you don't go to court and you just walk away and go, oh well, I guess that wasn't I guess my that's, house. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to guess take, what? Yeah. He gets to keep the house. So the what's a real practical way for us to to let someone start this right? So I mean, I think you have to stand up on the inside. You have to go, mm-hmm. no, I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna give yeah, into this. Well, you have to know first of all before you can even do that, you yeah. have to know what belongs to you. Yes. You have to find out what did Jesus buy? Mm-hmm. What Jesus? What did Jesus well, pay a, for? That's a big topic. It is, but that's where you need to start. And but we'll go ahead and give you the cliff notes. He. he, he <laughs> He died for you to be able to go to heaven and live with him forever. Yes. He uh, he died so that you could have uh, God's will in your life now in yes. this world before yes. you die. Uh, he he died so that that the kingdom of God could come alive in you and in in and in your children and in your families and in the people you love and that God's protection can be around you that that uh, health and healing are yours that God's Meets provision all your needs. yeah he be you know, provision and and even prosperity I mean protection. you can't be a blessing to anybody else if you don't have anything so God wants to bless you uh, like that if you're on, if you're on hard times financially God wants to make a dent a huge dent for you and He wants to do it right away you need to trust Him for and that you know what He actually wants you 
to be used to make a dent in the lives of other people. Yes. So, and you can't do that if you're. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have, if you don't have it, you can't help. And then, but but you know what? You need to get that on the inside of your heart. Yes. By looking it up in the Word of God. And that be the first step was believing that God wants you to have a good life, and that and that He wants to show up for you in this life. Yeah, Jeremiah so, twenty nine eleven is a great exactly. start. So the whole concept of of this COVID nineteen virus coronavirus thing, you have to go ahead and decide and know it's not God's will for you to have it, and for it to ever touch you. And then you can resist it. Now, do you still need to wash your hands? Yes. Do you still need to to, to you know be smart about where you go and who you talk to and how you how you do that? There's no reason to throw yourself out into traffic, but you don't have to do that. You can still be smart about it, but just know you got to know you got to believe that God wants to protect you and keep you from harm. And so you can you can start to allow yourself to believe that. But it it is I can't illustrate I can't emphasize this enough that it's impossible to believe something that you don't know is God's will for you. So you must take the time, spend five minutes, ten minutes a day looking up what does the Bible say about yeah in fact, my health. Go to Google and type this in. What does the Bible say about healing? And then the one of the first uh, results will be from a website called OpenBible.info. And if you click on that link then you will get a lot of scriptures that will tell you about Jesus went around healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. Healing all those, that's the verb, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. You know, and, then, and if you go read through the scriptures, nobody who came to Jesus who was sick left sick. Yeah, all right? they never said, you know what, I, I can't heal you, or yeah. you need to learn something. That was not ever, that never came out of his I would his say mouth. even the lowest point on his ministry is when he went back home, yeah. And it says he could do no miracles except for a few healings. <laughs> like that was not a lot. Yeah, yeah, just a few healings. Just a few healings. But meanwhile, if any of us got healed by God of, of something big or small, we would we would shout it from the from the rooftops. Like it was huge. And it was a it'd be a massive it'd be a massive thing. I'm just telling you right now that that is the, that is an everyday uh, life of yeah. being a believer. Yeah, yeah, that's God's will for us in Christ Jesus. So knowing, but knowing those things, knowing what belongs to you, produces faith. And produces just a, a boldness that starts to come up out of you because the Spirit of God agrees with His Word and it starts coming out of your mouth and you find yourself agreeing with what God says about you and that sort of the Spirit starts re- rebuking the devil Yes, you know, when he comes at you. See, Job didn't have a mediator. Job didn't have a Jesus no. to, 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 to appeal to. But we do. But we do. Yes. So what, what Job went through is never going to happen to a believer as long as that believer knows who they are and who Jesus is and what he did for them. Let's circle back around. So the reason that we're talking about this today is because we want to help people understand that they don't have to just sit and take it. And they, and, and yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to just sit and take it. You can resist this. Yeah. And, and, and God has given you everything you need for life and godliness. And you know what? Jesus didn't just take what the devil brought to him. He willingly gave up his life at the end of, uh, on the cross. But before that, the devil tried numerous times to take him out. And he just slipped right through him because it wasn't his time. And he knew that. 
They didn't have authority over him because he had no sin. So the devil couldn't do anything to him. And that's, that's our place now in Christ. We are without sin in Christ Jesus. So the devil has no authority to bring those things to our life, especially when we are completely sold out and submitted to whatever God wants to do in our life. Yes. So such an interesting thing to pull out of Job. Yeah, and, and I've seen the devil use Job in the lives of, of believers and say, well, you're just suffering just like Job. Yeah. And, and you just need to... Oh, well, even in... Even, I mean, they, they pull from, they pull from, from in, in, in essence, in, in even legal contracts these days, they call it an act of God. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they ascribe to God. <laughs> That's true. Like, like, God, like God created coronavirus, right? You know what I'm saying? Like God it, it wants the world to be sick and for the whole world to be locked down That's and going through they'll, the, That's what yeah, they... They'll, they'll, they'll ascribe that. And, it, you know, and I know, really, it's the enemy who's, who's feeding that to people to, to believe sure. them that you, know, you need to blame God for this. Well, you know, we talk about James 4, 7 a lot, and it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But if the devil can get you to believe that what he's bringing to you is actually from God, you're not going to resist. No. And then he won't have to leave. Exactly. And, Just then, like, and then he can start wreaking havoc even more in your life. Yeah. He, well, that's the thing. When he comes into your house, he doesn't just do it alone. He brings his friends. Yes. <laughs> And then they'll tell you, oh, no, this doesn't belong to you. Mm. This belongs to me now because of sin. But And if you don't know your contract and you don't know that what Jesus did paid for all of your sins and now you have his authority on this earth right now, you won't kick him out. So I know like when we first started learning about authority, it, it was kind of weird to to be uppity like that. To, to kind of say, you know, I don't want to, I don't, it's not what I want. I don't, I want this or, or to try to address it in prayer. Um, yeah. But I want to encourage you that you need to push past that. Uh, just because it, it seems weird or odd, uh, it, it doesn't mean that it, it isn't real. You know, I think that when we first start learning how to exercise the authority that's been given to us in Christ, it is weird. Why? Because it is otherworldly. It is supernatural. Yeah, it and, is. And when you, start, when you start functioning in the supernatural, the natural doesn't necessarily get it. Yeah, meaning, your brain. Like, yeah. Your brain and your emotions <laughs> are going to go like, what are you doing? That seems no, kind of weird. No, no, don't be weird rebuking people. Yeah. And, you know, in the don't become of one of those people. Yeah. You know, I mean, but look you here. can be supernatural it, it, and not weird. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> His name is Jesus, not Jesus, right? Yes, so right. let's let's all represent Jesus well. But And again, I'm not saying to go out and stand on a street corner either and start rebuking things out in the open, but you can in your prayer room oh, yeah. start to, 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 to speak authority over that, on that, your knees, that, yeah. That that virus is not going to come near you. That's right. Or your children. That's right. Or your or your uh, or your uh, your family members, uh, and uh, and you can start blessing your your work and the people you work with, yeah. all the people that that are are in your sphere, right? And uh, you can take authority over that, and God will respond to all that. Why? Because you have the authority given to you by Christ, yeah. and and it is a good exercise, and it is a good exercise every time that thought comes to you. Because it will. The enemy, he just doesn't give up. He keeps coming at us. Every time that thought comes like, oh, this could happen to you, you go, no. Jesus died on the cross so that I could be whole and healed. Yeah, and, by his stripes, I was whole. Yeah. I was healed. Jesus did not bridge time and space and, and achieve everything that he did so that nothing would change. Oh, my word, no. I mean, we just read that, that we've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear exactly. son. Now... That, that, that makes a difference. Yes. I mean, in the spirit realm, that's been done. Now, we have to agree with it to see it on earth, in our lives. Yes. You know, and we have to walk in that and choose to believe that because uh, the devil will test you. 
and say, well, do you really believe that? And you have to resist every time, just like Jesus did. But that's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Yes. So we just want to encourage you to believe God loves you and that, that he, has, he has gone way out of his way to prove it yeah. and that you can receive it. And it could be used. It's not even, even if you're a believer, even if you're a Christian, there's still more of Jesus for you to receive. Yeah. There, it, it, he is an unwavering well. Yeah. It, it, an ever flowing of God's blessings. And love. Yes. And he, and he wants you to know that and then to act like it. Yeah. To, to let that affect you at a deep level in your thought life and in, in, in your decision making and in what you say and, and, how, and how you treat others. That's Christianity. It's not this other weird thing that people want to tell you it is. It's really about God coming into your life and infecting you at, all the way down into you, into your very being, into the into your to your to your molecules and and even further. I mean, He really wants to come in and be a part of your life like that. So we want to encourage you that don't lose heart in this season. Yeah, there is darkness out there, but you know what? The light. It, it dispels the darkness. Yeah. And so you need to start saying good things over over that you, over your health, over your finances, over the opportunities. If you've lost your job, you need to start believing that God wants to bring you a better job so that you can be a blessing to other people. The Bible says to work with your hands so that you may have to share with others. That is God's direction to you. So God wants you to be able to work so that you can have so that you can share with others. He, he, God is not with up there withholding. No. And, you know, no matter what the enemy would love for you to think, that, that, that God can't get you a job, that God can't help you become who you're supposed to be, I'm telling you right now, from my own personal experience, He can give you a complete right turn. You can even start a completely new career doing stuff that you don't even know how to do, and, then, and, then, and God can provide you a good job that pays well that, and, and, and it'll have benefits and, and advantages that you never had before. And so I just want to encourage you to believe that God can and He will and He wants to, and you just need to engage, you need to trust Him, and, and He will see your faith. He will see your faith when you decide to believe that and open up your hands to receive it. Yep. He will absolutely do it. Absolutely. Amen. Preach it. Woohoo. <laughs> So if this podcast registered with you, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody and change this world and change their life forever. You know, we really think that you can do that. God wants to use you to, to, to change somebody's life today. So share this podcast with that person, that person, that first person that comes to mind. Share it with them and then give them an encouraging note and tell them how much they mean to you. And also, if you would uh, bless us, it would be great if you could go and rate our podcast on the respective podcast stores, write a review. That would be really helpful. Uh, and also let us know, you know, how it's affected you. Reach out to us on, on social media and, and, and tell us what, what this is doing for you. And we'll be, it'll encourage us, and then it'll encourage everyone else around us. And then also, if you would go visit our website, you know, check it out. We've got, uh, we've got uh, lots of blogs up there that you can read through, that you can share with others. We've got some free downloads that you can go get. Uh, we also have a link to our apparel store, and we're, we're putting up new designs in our Teespring store all the time. And so I just want to encourage you, believe good things. God is doing good things. I'm Greg, and this is Sharon. We know that you can have God's best for your life, and we're here to help you.